You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post-game podcast. Yes, it is time for the post-game podcast. Jerry is out today, so I have Eddie Scazzeri today. Hello, Eddie. Hello, podcast people. Hello to the podcast people. One of the things I did today, and I want to get your take on this, is, uh, you know, there was the story over the weekend that Araldis Chapman, the, the article headline said he had pooped his pants on the mound, like literally pooped his pants because he had diarrhea. And that is, was an uh, overstatement? That was an overstatement. Now... It appears that when he was on the mound, Aaron Boone and the trainer had to come out because he did have to go to the bathroom really badly. But he stayed in there, got the two batters that he needed to get out, and then he bolted, presumably, to go to the bathroom. Not even uh, taking part in the post-game handshakes. Nothing. He was just like... Now, we were lucky enough to play softball in the new Yankee Stadium a few years ago, and as I like to do, I took a photograph of the toilet that is just down the steps from the dugout. So if a baseball player during the game had to use the bathroom, there's a toilet right right down the steps of the dugout. And I, of course, photographed that because this is what I do. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't I while I was there? So I had posted that toilet this morning on uh, Twitter, and people were, could not believe that it was not like a, some sort of bougie toilet from that the Yankees would have, especially in a new stadium. It looks like a metal prison toilet. Yes, it was a uh, very good description, as if you were in a cell. Yeah, it, it doesn't even have a seat. You know how like you get the seat that you could put up or put down. It does not have that. It is metal. It just is. It's probably there for urination only during the game. And then, if you really had to go to the bathroom, you would probably go to the more luxurious bathrooms that are probably in the locker room, which I did not get to see. No. But my guess is that Araldis Chapman was not going to take the chance of passing by a toilet to get to the more luxurious ones. And my guess is he went into that toilet I right would, then and there. Yeah, I would agree. And just hopefully that there was toilet paper in there. <laughs> right. Or he would have had a like... Ooh, oh, that's my. Hold on. The aliens are here. Yes, the aliens are calling. That's my ringtone. I wouldn't even know how to do a ringtone like that. Like you have the close encounters of the third kind. Yes. I have no idea how you 
how you team a sound effect to your phone. Yeah, and if I had to do it again now, yeah. I probably it would take me an hour to figure out. <laughs> but somehow I did it w- yeah. when I did it. Right, and now that's luckily that is it, and you don't need to change it out. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, my thinking was that it's the the toilet is metallic because of people, angry players, destroying bathrooms when they strike out in a key spot, give up a home run in a key spot. And that was my thinking as to why the the Yankees did it that way. Oh, yeah, because they had Paul O'Neill on their team, who was a notorious wrecker of things when he did badly. <laughs> he would take bats to things? Yeah, like, you know, to the water cooler, to the Gatorade jug, and, yeah, not a good scene. He seems like such a calm broadcaster. Oh, no, he was an... He could get angry as a player. <laughs> he was a fired-up fella. Uh, yes. Okay. Um, and then I was also one, like somebody said to me today, imagine what legendary people have used that toilet. But then I was thinking, really, the legendary one was at the Yankee Stadium that got torn down. Yeah, right. I mean, I guess, you know, you had the later legendary Yankees like Jeter, Mariano, but, right, the, uh, right. you know, the Mickey Mantle, the Reggie Jacksons, Billy Martin, all those guys. They Like, if you would have gotten the toilet that was right off the dugout from the old Yankee Stadium, when that, remember they were selling seats to the from the old Yankee Stadium? Yeah, how much for that seat? Oh, if I could have put that into my home, like a bathroom remodel, and you could put the Yankee toilet right off of the dugout, and you could put a list of guys who probably used it. Oh, it would be legendary. Fantastic list. That be and do you know think like a sports bar would have wanted that? Yeah, and then also not only that, like think about the uh, you know because I'm sure it got replaced over the years, but still they yeah. had Old Timers Day and Joe DiMaggio right. and like the Mickey Mantles and all that. Right. Babe Ruth probably never used that toilet, right? Uh, no, because he was probably dead after they you know re- remodeled it. They probably had an outhouse uh, back at the stadium back when uh, Reggie uh, when uh, Reggie when uh, Babe Ruth was, you know, dropping deuces at the stadium. And, and I bet they they fixed it up when they did the big remodel in the mid seventies. If right. you remember when the changed Yankees played the at Shea Stadium that year. Yeah, you're right. They changed out the toilet then, but then from that point on, yeah, but, and, and still, like I said, you know, Joe D and Mickey Mantle was still going to old timers days. Right. Back when old timers days were something, now it's like Brian Doyle shows up. Yeah, on old, like, and because they're old timers, obviously they they needed to use the bathroom. Right, a lot more often. Right, bad prostates. Mm-hmm. That's correct. Are you aware of this uh, new documentary out on HBO for the Action Park? Uh, I have heard about it, uh, although not much. I'm just aware that it exists. You're aware it exists. Where, did you ever go to Action Park as no, a kid? No, never, never did. You're not really a uh, action park kind of guy. Well, that was where you would get in the little uh, motorized uh, go karts, that sort of thing, and, well, and no, do that the was, alpine slides. The Alp. It was mostly a water park. Okay. They had cliff diving, the wave pool. They had uh, swimming on the rafts and the on those thin mats that you would go down, and then they did have the alpine slide, which was they were hard to say like they went on these it looked kind of like a oh i've been on alpine slides although not there but oh, so that, I, I know what they are i didn't know they i thought it was oh, that was an exclusive action park ride no it was like a cement sort of track and yeah. you were on this little like a bobsled yeah with a break and a yeah except you weren't head first i think you were 
feet first. Yeah, you sat down feet first. Like a luge. Right, like a luge. But I remember when I would go to Action Park and do the Alpine slide, I was I did it so cautiously because they had all of these photographs up while you were in the line to get to the top of the Alpine slide. First of all, you would take a uh, ski lift up there. Yeah. And then when you would come down, like they would put pictures of people who badly burned their skin by falling out of the cart and sliding down the alpine slide. Right, with compound (laughs) fractures. Compound fractures, and then missing the skin all the way almost down to, like, the muscle. Oh, yeah, like a road rash, (laughs) like you crashed your motorcycle. (laughs) Yeah, so that was one of the things. I I guess it's on HBO now uh, on On Demand that I definitely want to watch it. Bobby Dwyer, who works on the show, he said that he watched it over the weekend and really enjoyed it. It said it's everything you had hoped it were to be. And what what uh, platform was it on? I think it's on HBO. Okay. If you get HBO on demand. I think I do. I'm going to check that out. Uh, what else do I have up here? Oh, I posted on Twitter also over the weekend, what is your favorite album of all time, no live album or greatest hits allowed? Oh, for what me? Would, yeah, what would you have put down? I got a lot of good variety. A lot of classic rock, of course. Yes. When the when the albums were really kicked in. Do I, uh, uh, if I you had only to. only allowed one. Only one, Abbey yeah. Road. Ooh. That was the most popular Beatle one. Mm-hmm. I got a lot of uh, Born to Run by Bruce. I got a lot of uh, Rumors, Fleetwood Mac. Sure, yep. Surprisingly, a lot of Boston. I think that first Boston record. A lot of people were in on that, too. That was a huge album. It was. And for me, a Bruce album would be Greetings. Greetings, right. His first. Mm Mm-hmm. And the Beatles last, Bruce's first. Oh, Abbey Road was last. Correct. Well, I mean, the last one they recorded, they released Let It Be after, but it was all the, it was tapes from a previous session, blah, blah, blah. So in the, the way the Beatles actually went into the studio, that was the last one. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Mm Mm-hmm. I did not know that about Let It Be, that it was stuff that they had pulled from previous albums well, there things was, that they had worked on that they did Yeah, there was out. like this whole, like they wanted to try to, you know, sort of get back to their roots and all this stuff. And they, they you know, went into the studio and they had these sessions, which were also, if you remember, there was a film, Let It Be. Right. And that was all sort of, um, you know, and then they, but they were fighting. You can see them sort of coming apart. And so they, they kind of said, all right, well, let's go one last time. They did Abbey Road, which is a brilliant album. And then uh, after they sort of broke up, Phil Spector got a hold of the tapes and uh, Phil Spector known for his wall of sound, that whole thing. So some of the tracks on Let It Be, which was released in 1970 after they had already broken up, and then that's when the movie came out. Also, uh, you know, they have that a little bit of that Phil Spectory sort of wall of sound feel. Um, and uh, a lot of people don't love that or love what he did to it. And they like the, the cleaner tracks from those sessions that have become available, you know, that Beatles anthology and all that stuff. So, uh, but yeah, that was actually released after they said, you know, we're done. And then the uh, Rolling Stones had an album called The Let It Bleed. Mm-hmm. Was that a, t- a play on words? Uh, you know, I, if I had to guess, I would say yes, if I could just because, that. but I'm not 100% sure, but I think uh, it was sort of a play on that. And then didn't they have Her Majesty's something or other? Who's this, Rolling Stones? Yeah. Yes. Um, 
which I thought was sort of their response to Sgt. Pepper. Yes. And a, bo- a bunch of, you know, big-time bands tried to have a sort of a response to, uh, to that. And I think Pet Sounds was the Beach Boys album after Pepper uh, was released. I'm, a, I'm, I'm Googling it here, and I'm not seeing any uh, links that say it was about Let It Bleed and Let It Bleed. And then, of course, the great replacements in 1984, their album, they titled it Let It Be as well. Yes, and uh, on Sesame Street, they used to have the Muppets sing mm-hmm. when uh, B was the letter of the day, yeah. letter B. <laughs> Tremendous. I like that. Yeah. Letter B, mm-hmm. letter B. Like Ollie P. Ollie P, yes, Ollie P. Here's an interesting story uh, that uh, I didn't think, I, w- I was like, you know what, I'm not going to do any alien stories today. I'm not going to do any dog things. I'm not going to do ask Eddie questions from the internet. I'm just going to do stuff with Eddie. And then this popped up, and it does have a dog part of the story, but it's not the main part of the story. It's an atheist alien dog. <laughs> that would be the, if I ever got that, I'd be like, oh, that would this. be it. Yeah, absolutely. Let me put this in the Eddie folder. Uh, there's a woman who makes a living now. She makes $10,000 a month on a platform called OnlyFans. This is where people pay a monthly subscription to get your stuff, and it's only on this website. It's not public unless you pay um she spends her time on there acting like a kinky puppy hmm. and she makes ten thousand dollars a month <clears throat> she her name is jenna phillips and she first joined uh only fans and was just doing normal person content and was getting no looks no one was interested and she said she had always acted like a puppy but not in a sexual way I used to pretend I was a puppy when I was growing up, she said. Looking back now, I've always acted like a puppy. I just didn't know there was a scene for it. Wow. She met two men who told her that her fetish was a subculture, and she began posting videos of her acting like a puppy. Now, she would wear sexy outfits, Eddie, and then act like a puppy. And she makes ten grand a month now. She's quit her optometrist job. Yeah, well, I would say, although that's... um. That's just, uh, I, I guess there's, I should not be su- yeah. surprised by any fetish, right. I suppose. But that one, uh, a one. little little odd to me because, yeah, it would really, like, I guess maybe it's sort of a an expansion upon the furries and the people who get into that, maybe yeah. a little bit. I, who the hell knows? That does nothing for me. I'm seeing screen grabs. She's in a, uh, a top where you could see her cleavage. She's a very attractive woman. She's wearing very tight pants. And it says she, uh, on these videos, she eats dog food. Mm-hmm. She uh, makes a mess and then is ordered outside as punishment. She crawls around with a tennis ball in her mouth. And she wears a dog collar. So when you say makes a mess, <laughs> I don't, I don't know if it's if if they really show her doing that or she like I do see a still photo of a puddle. I don't know if we saw her make that or oh, it's not the other mess that uh, no. would have a certain wide receiver no. calling no. her. Nope. Hello. This looks like a number one situation. I see. Now she said when she was interviewed for a uh, an article about this, she said that when it comes to pet play, which is what they call this, mm. most girls do kittens, foxes, or rabbits, and the majority of puppies are done by men. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I I know the horses is a big thing. Yeah. Oh, I. There's like dudes who are into My Little Pony. Yeah. Uh huh. Pony yeah. Bros, I yeah. think they're called. 
Yeah. Or bronies. You know, I've never <laughs> done that as a search. <laughs> bronies? Yeah. Although it might, I just had a curiosity to see yeah. what the heck is going on. Howard Stern used to have uh, bronies on the show sometimes. Very interesting. I'm sure. Very interesting situation. Let me see if I have one more item here for you. I wonder how Sour Shoes would react if he was in the studio that day. Ooh. Ooh. (laughs) Mm. Sour Shoes. Mm. (laughs) Uh, Let me see what else. Oh, man, that's brought up my... Hold on. I've got all of my items open now, Eddie. That's not good. To have all your items open? No, I hate that. No, not good. Um, will you watch any of this New York Giants football game tonight? Um, I might. Although it's a seven ten start, so it's not like regular Monday night football. I know you go to bed early. Yes, I could. Well, Mondays are weird. I have to go home. I usually take a nap on a Monday, and I'm up a tiny bit later. Mm-hmm. So there is an excellent chance that I have the iPad in the bed and I fall asleep uh, watching the Giants on the iPad. Yep. And then uh, your wife comes in and shuts it off for you? Yeah, probably. Or if I'm actually still conscious, I'll I'll just kind of turn it off and put it away. I've tried watching the iPad in bed. Where where do you put it? Yeah, that's a problem, especially when the dogs come up and then they want a rough house or whatever. It's a disaster. Like you put it on your chest as you're laying down? No, I'm on my side and I have it propped up on my wife's pillows. (laughs) Because she's not in the bed yet, obviously, because it's, you know... Six o'clock at night. Right. <laughs> so I'll do that. But then if the dogs come up, then they, you know, they want to play and say hello. And then sometimes they want to play with each other. And then that's a whole thing. And then they're knocking the iPad. Oh, over my God. And, and just, the and, and then I can't sleep. And there's like, the, and at some, at some points, and then I have to text the wife. I said, can you call one of them, please? <laughs> just get one of them out. Yeah. Of because here. if that's, you know, if one's there, it's fine. But when they're in the, the two young boys, they're, they just want to, play and it's yeah but then don't they feel like they're missing out on something if you just well i mean they don't think about there. that they call she calls one puts the gate up and then you know then it's out of sight out of mind <laughs> yeah the, the little walnut brain it moves yeah. on to something else i give too much credit to a dog's brain yeah we all do you know where you're right they don't think of that no all right eddie the warm-up program is next i did that with CeeLo. you did uh, Jerry will be back tomorrow. Mm-hmm. He'll be recapping all of the Giants. I'm hoping to watch the first quarter, and then I'll get up and watch the you know the 12 minute highlight package that they put out on the YouTube. Yes, yes. Uh, I will watch that. That's how I will do it. And we will see you tomorrow. See you all. See all. See all. See all. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry. No guests, no calls, and no real content. A lot of real content, actually. Oh, hi there. Al Dukes here. Jerry is out today. CeeLo joins me on the warm-up program. Good morning, CeeLo. Good morning, Al. Yes, a lot to get to on a football Monday, our first of the year. On a football Monday. Where are you located today from your home? I am still at home. I will okay. perhaps be in studio later this week, uh, is that right? Thursday, when Jerry is out again. So we'll just uh, see how that plays out. We'll play it by ear, Al. All right. I was just wondering if you uh, suffered any home damage from the earthquake last week. The uh, no, 3. not only one. Not only did I not suffer any damage, I slept right through it, as did my entire household. So yeah. I have two young boys, a four-year-old and a one-year-old, who normally wake up multiple times through the night. But the uh, three point one 
you know, Richter scale earthquake didn't seem to do the trick. So maybe Some, I have to start simulating that here at the house to make sure they sleep through the night. You know what yeah, I mean? it's it's no different than when uh, people need to put their kids to sleep and they put them in the back of a Buick and uh, just drive around because it's I've a done, bumpy. I don't have a Buick, but I have pulled that trick many times yeah. before as well. I was wondering here, so like the Yankees, I'm looking at the schedule. We had football Sunday yesterday and the Mets and Yankees played all weekend. Then today, the Yankees are and Mets are both off. Yes. Take off on Sundays. <laughs> like figure out the schedule. I know it's difficult because we're in coronavirus, yeah. uh, Major League Baseball schedule. But to me, baseball does not exist come Sunday. That would be actually the perfect play in this very untraditional 2020 baseball season where you always have baseball on Sundays, but this would be the year to do it, right? Everything's all fakakta anyway. Right. So just eliminate games on Sundays, yeah. take your off days then, and then play during the week. We go, listen, we know we're going to lose and the ratings are going to get killed on Sundays yeah. anyway, so we're just not going to play on Sundays. Although, uh, no Mets, no Yankees tonight, and we get New York Giants football. Yes, so they probably would, maybe would have gotten killed in the ratings anyway. And you right. You have so- a doubleheader Monday night football for week one as well. And who's the second game? It's got to be the Broncos. Uh, the Broncos, I don't that's right. Them. The Broncos that's are hosting right. Mike Vrabel's Tennessee Titans. Oh, I would have forgot. I completely forgot about the Titans and not seeing them on my screen yesterday. Completely forgot, even though they went to the AFC title game. Yeah, a year ago. completely forgot they <laughs> even exist. And you should quit while you're ahead. By the way, you should put no more bets the rest of the year because you hit two big ones yesterday. I hit two bit. Well, I lost player my parlay yeah, easily. Well, I mean, come on. The parlays are, are almost always going to lose, but you hit yeah. the two player props. I love a player. Here's the player prop I love because I love any bet where I only have to bet like $10 or yeah, $20 and it's a bigger payoff. If you can find a, a quarterback scoring a rushing touchdown, it's a, it's a great bet. Yes. So I had picked Cam Newton and Tom Brady. And you the got Tom two Brady for the price of one on Cam Newton. I know yeah. that didn't really help with your bet, but he the, he he made sure to to do it twice. The Tom Brady odds were through the roof, and I don't know why. Brady loves the quarterback sneak when he, he gets down close, and he I, didn't even it wasn't even from the one yard line right. this time. He took it in from two yards out, stretching right. that body across the goal line. And I was all excited. We were excited, you know, I kind of like the Buccaneers from my time covering the Bucks. I was like, <laughs> this is all in. Then, legitimately, like on the third quarter. It hit me like, where's Rob Gronkowski? Yeah. This guy, does he play any? Does, does was he involved? He was not very involved, not involved. Uh, and he did get popped early in this game. Is that uh, right? He did not see a lot of targets. I mean, not to say he didn't, he wasn't on the field, but uh, I don't know if it was the rust of having missed a year and not played in any preseason games, or if this is just the way it's going to be for Gronk now after he's taken such a beating over the years. You know, he said he was in great shape and he felt great and healthy and all that, and lost some weight, but yeah, he was. Really nowhere to be found yesterday. Two catches for 11 yards on three targets. Not exactly what you would have drawn up for him in his yeah. return to the league. Uh, nor would we have drawn up that uh, Jets game. I well, mean, let's be honest. We, 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 we kind of, maybe we, maybe not quite as bad as it was in the first half. That's what we expected? Are you saying? I mean, did you, watch them, did you watch I did. them a year ago? In oh, a year ago, yeah. In the first half and change of the season when Sam Darnold wasn't out with uh, Mono? Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was it was definitely ugly. So I I would I would agree it was probably wor- a little worse than we would have imagined, but very Jets like I would say. Right, they go down twenty one nothing at one point, and that's when yeah. you shut it off. That's when you go, you know what? Let me hit up the Red Zone channel. Let me see what other games are going on. Let me see the exciting. And it always I don't know if it if it feels this way just because it's the Jets and we expect bad things, but every week it seems like the last few years, and certainly yesterday. If you're watching the Red Zone channel 
and they go to the jet game, it never feels like <laughs> the yeah. rest of the league's games. I don't know why. Oh, I thought you were going to say when they go to the jet game, you know that they're about to get scored on yes, or, or gonna... turn the ball over or something yes. like that. <laughs> but it just oh, it doesn't have the same feel as like when they go to these some of these other games that feel like people are they're moving the ball yeah. professionally up and down the field. It's like, you know, when Alabama plays one of these, you know, whatever it's called, FCS schools now, you Scrub know. schools. Yeah, that they basically pay that school 300 grand to come to Tuscaloosa and take a beating. Yes. That's kind of what it's like. Yeah. And then Le'Veon Bell hurt his hamstring. So Again. Wh- what's his story? So is, uh, is this going to be a situation where he's uh, going to miss games, or do we not know that yet? Um, we don't know for sure, but, I mean, the way Gase was talking about it afterwards, he made it sound like it, it looked bad, even though he put him back in. So I guess it was at one point in the first half, and then he said they came in during halftime, and he kind of, Bell didn't want to come out, so he let him go back in the game. And then he just got to a point where he said, he just, I don't want to get him more hurt than he already is. And he said when it happened, it looked bad. Now, I didn't see the specific play because I'm like you, bouncing back and forth all the different games and keeping my eye on everything. But, um, you know, you go back a couple weeks ago during training camp where they took him out of practice early because of hamstring tightness and Bell made the big deal about it. He tweeted about it. He and Gates had to have that kind of, they had that meeting of the minds and clear the air. And and then they both talked about it publicly. And then here he is, game one, in that great condition we heard about all summer, best shape of his life. And he's not very effective, and then he doesn't even finish the game with yet another hamstring injury. So you hope this isn't the kind of thing that's going to just linger throughout the course of the season because they really need him to be a whole lot better than he was a year ago. What I don't understand with the hamstring injuries, right? So that's the uh, muscle in the back of your thigh, the, yeah. by, the by, under your butt to that's your— right. Would you say it goes from like your the bottom, the curve of your butt cheek to your ankle? No, well, you've got the oh, calf muscle in there. Yes, <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, basically from the, the buttocks down the to buttocks. the back of the knee and feeding into the calf, yes. So if you pull that, internally pull that muscle, what does – I never understood, like, what they go – they wrapped his leg and put him back out there. What does that do? How does that help your internal muscle to wrap your leg? I think they're just trying to immobilize it a little bit and make sure that it's there's no not a whole lot of movement going on in there. Because maybe you don't feel the pull or the strain oh. quite as much as you normally would. If it has but less it, room to move around, I mean, it's not comfortable, and, and and I mean, it is called running back for a reason. So if he's feeling discomfort and he doesn't have that explosiveness, or he's not a hundred percent and can't make cuts without feeling it, kind of tug on him a little bit, then uh, I would say that's a problem. And Sam Darnold threw for two fifteen, but I think uh, that Crowder swing pass, by the yeah. way, that that went for sixty nine yards. I think right. Yeah, I believe 69. that throw was actually. <laughs> You're it was right. like a, it was like <laughs> just a a swing pass. It was a yeah, like a wide receiver screen. I think he actually technically that might have been a backwards pass behind the line of scrimmage, just with the way they had it set up. And then yeah, the blocking and just the seas parted, and he did pretty much all the work. So even that and the two fifteen is a little misleading because the first half was just abysmal. And like you said, it was twenty one nothing. And if you didn't watch any of it and you saw the final score, you'd be like, yeah. All right, competitive, 10 points, division game, figured right, the Bills Right, 27-17. Right, yeah, and it was not anywhere close to that really being indicative of how that game played out. Now, they got the the Jets got the Niners next week. Coming, on, coming in off a loss, by the way. <laughs> right, to Arizona. <laughs> yeah. That's got to uh, be a beatdown, right? And I, I mean, you would think so. 
And I think, let me double check on this. If I'm not mistaken, I think the Niners then, do they get the Giants? Yeah. They, so I assume they they're going to fly east and stay because, yeah, they've got the Jets Sunday at 1 o'clock. And then the following Sunday at 1 o'clock in week three, they play the Giants at MetLife. So I'd be very – well, I don't know. In this environment, right? I mean, they're going to shack up in a hotel all week, I guess. Maybe. And I don't know where they would set themselves up to practice. They would have to obviously have found the location and cleared it with the league and whatever – establishment would be hosting them so that's that's interesting what do you think keep an eye on that what do you think's better air to breathe the situation going on where the san francisco 49ers (laughs) played or the or the air in the meadowlands uh, by the swamps that is a great question yeah thankfully for them they don't have to breathe the air in the swamps except for game day you know i'm sure wherever they'd be practicing locally wouldn't exactly be right in the meadowlands but then again the giants practice there all the time and they seem just fine all I heard over the weekend, especially Saturday, they're like, oh my goodness, are the games, is the San Francisco game going to get yeah. in? Is the Ram game going to get in? The air quality, air quality. Uh, that San Francisco game and the Ram game, th- and I don't know if they had super HD cameras or what was going on, but those were the clearest looking games <laughs> uh, on my uh, TV all yeah. weekend. I was like, what? This air, and I know you can't see air. That's well, what you Eddie could. Told I mean, you saw science. the you saw the reddish orange haze I in some saw. of the baseball games last yeah, week. Yeah, I saw so. the orange sky, but yeah, the, exactly. the air seemed very clear where San Francisco was playing and where the Rams were playing. Now, I wanted I I didn't double check on this, but they opened up that new SoFi Stadium yes. in Englewood last night. I mean, is it not domed? It, it looks like it has a roof. Uh, is you that an open-air like stadium? I think it's open-air stadium. Is it? So what, they have a roof, but it's open on the side, I guess? Is that the deal? Because I was You're like, wait a second. Uh... What? They paid like $5 billion to build this thing. It's this massive spectacle. And you're telling me that this game might not be played. I'm googling right now at Sea Law. Here's what I'm googling. So I see the images. Does SoFi Stadium a have a roof? It does. Roof I'm is looking on fire. at it. Fire! They look like maybe clear windows. Maybe it's open on the yes, side somewhere. It does have a roof. Yeah. So open why would sides. That be? The stadium bowl has open sides. Open sides. Roof on the open s- sides. Okay. Right. So if that were an, if that were a restaurant in New Jersey, it could be open. Right. Okay. Well, I guess Got you it. even do indoor dining now. But speaking if you have of all, which, yeah, I was I was in the city yesterday for work. New York Mid- City. First time I've been in Midtown since oh March tenth. And I was in absolute ghost town early in the day, whereas usually when you go in on a Sunday, you've got the tourists there in Times Square and everything. I drove right in, parking on the street, no traffic, no problem, not a soul to be seen at you mm. know 9 a.m. Yeah. But I did notice there were quite a few people enjoying the outdoor dining as I uh, got out of the city last night around 8 o'clock or so. Yes. So there were people out and about frequenting and socializing and uh, having themselves some dinner. So that was good to see. That is nice to see. Uh, and watch that uh, Cowboy Ram game last night. I love those new Ram uniforms. I'm all Do on you? it. Yes. I know. I think I'm gonna like love some it. of them. That combo last night. I didn't oh. necessarily. That's that. So that jersey. Now, Al, what? I'm sure you don't. You're not up on this. Having you watched that, that game last night, what color was the top? What color was the jersey? White. It looked white, right? Yes. Now that is considered their bone. Bone color, which is Boneless. like an off-white, ivory, light gray, which All you right. wouldn't know because I believe the pants are white, and you yes. can't even tell the difference eh. on the wide shots. So it's like when you go get paint for your house, or like your yeah, they all have a name. It's like yeah. bone color. Yeah. Now boneless, bite so right you... into my bone, <laughs> bone. 
<laughs> I I mean I think I'm gonna like some of their other combinations a little better. But you had both LA teams debuting yes. their new uniforms yesterday. I am much more a fan of the Chargers kit, as they say in soccer, than I am of the Rams. The Chargers have some bone amazing combinations. Bone on bone action. Yeah, bone, bone on bone, bone action. action. Got uh, the bone. I love the blue for those helmets. The yellow, uh, just I, I was all, I was all in the business of it yesterday. I do like the. I think I'm going to like the blue tops more so than the bone ivory tops. Bone. So I'll look forward to when they they throw those out there. Do you have this Rams T-shirt in any other colors, such as bone? <laughs> I need it in the bone. Please. <laughs> I would like to have. I, I know you have it in blue and gray out there on the rack, but is there any in the back in bone color? <laughs> really like that. Need that bone. Mm, boneless. Okay, let's Looking take a break. Oh, all right. Let's take a break. Boneless. When we get back, we'll talk more NFL action from yesterday. A lot going on after these words or something like that. Al and Jerry, social distancing before it was cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't know if you wanted me to bring that one back in the Jerry roll, you know? Come on. Come on. Rock it out. Come on. Yeah, you have to talk, otherwise I have to cut this music off right over the top of you. Can you even hear me? Well, well, I hear you now, yeah. Oh, okay, good. I wasn't sure for a second. Let me know there. when we're live on the air. Come on! I think, I think we're live on the air now, Al. <laughs> At 523, oh. we're back here on the uh, warm-up show. And keep talking. To you. Oh, they're, oh, never mind. That was so smooth. Very smooth. Well, we'll get it when we go live. That's this my bad. I had forgotten what the uh, I forgot what the mechanics of that were. Since yeah, we I did, did this as well. about as a month ago or so. As, as soon as they started hitting the bumper music, I was like, hmm, I wonder if uh, CeeLo remembers or if he told. Uh, <laughs> and he did that, not. I did I, not that he has to talk because I otherwise because uh, yeah, one yeah. channel. I'm playing live radio. Music. Happy Monday morning. Great. Awesome. Good that was job. actually a, a song by you know the band Coheed and Cambria. Uh, I've heard of them. Yes. Yeah. They have a, a new song out called Jesse's Girl 2, which features Rick Springfield. How about that? Check oh, your that boy. Out. Your boy, Rick Springfield. Check that out wherever you get your music. Nice. I did hey. a poll over the weekend asking where people, like I said, if you want to hear a particular song right now, like let's say you are you are, uh, you, you are painting at home and you go, ooh, you know what song's in my head? <laughs> Summer of 69 by Ryan Adams. Where would you go to get that? that and was I would poll. imagine you got a smattering of answers. I do. Well, I, I gave them options. I said oh, uh, okay. Spotify, uh, Apple Music, YouTube, or other. CD Pandora or did not even make the list, huh? No, because I didn't know a Pandora that you could, if you're a subscriber, I guess you can dial up individual songs. Yes. I didn't know that was a thing. Yes, that you was have schooled. to pay. Yeah. People schooled me, though. So what won? I did not see uh, Spotify the did one. win. Spotify won. And that's your go-to, I know. That's my go-to. Anytime but, we yeah. discuss the songs and you give us the download yes. count, it comes from Spotify. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Indeed. That's hey, just right. to follow up on our little chat about the 49ers traveling yes. east, an astute alert listener uh, said to me that they're not allowed to stay. So Why? Be ba- I guess because of uh, you know COVID protocols and coming in from out of state. I don't know that they have clearance. Obviously, they have clearance to oh, come in for you know one or two nights to play a road game. As we right. know, there are so many states on the list, especially as far as here on the East Coast in New York and New Jersey. You come from these many of these other states. You're supposed to quarantine yes. for two weeks. But the NFL teams and other pro teams that are coming in and out kind of get the waiver there. But I guess they don't give them the, hey, yeah, no problem. You can set up shop for, you know, nine, ten days and, and we're fine with it. So they come in, they play, they fly back, and then they'll do it all over again the following week. We don't need Jimmy Garoppolo coming here and spreading his California coronavirus all over New Jersey. I That's agree. right. Get him 
out of here. Get in, get out, then get in again and get out again, pretty much is what they're telling these guys. And by the way, the Jets may have to deal with that when they go west later in the year. In December, they've got back-to-back at Seattle and uh, in L.A. So I don't know what the protocols will be there. Maybe who knows what the coronavirus will be doing in December. But uh, that is on the Jets' schedule for much, much later in the season. Now, the Giants play tonight, Giants-Steelers. This, I think, is an earlier game, right? Because they're doing the double Monday-nighter. Yeah, I believe it's a 7.30 or 7.15. I know we have 5.45 pregame on the fan, Al. It's a 7.10 kickoff. 7.10. Interesting. I'm looking at 7.15. So you you got to love these TV networks, right? They give you these these fagazi times. You turn it on, and then it's like a half hour until the game actually kicks off because they got to give you all their, you know, pregame nonsense and let you know how smart they are. So... 7.15, 7.15, 7.10, 7.30. Sometime after 7 o'clock tonight, you'll get the Steelers right. and the Giants from MetLife Stadium. Now, looking at the NFL slate of games ahead yesterday, were there teams out there that surprised you? Who would you put on your, these teams surprised oh, me? Absolutely. Let me oh, try absolutely. And, there were definitely a few. Um, right off the top of my head, I did like the Cardinals to cover, yeah. but I didn't expect them to beat the 49ers, who were a little bit that? banged up. George Kittle got hurt early in that game. He did stay in, but he wasn't himself. Um, certainly, Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray big-time big performance from him. DeAndre Hopkins was awesome in his Cardinals debut. The Jaguars, for sure. I mean, I looked at that game with the Colts being the competitive team that they are, high expectations, Phillip Rivers now, and I thought, man, the Jags basically traded away and got rid of all their notable players. So, I mean, the Jags don't stand a chance in that game. Of course, they win by a touchdown. Gardner Minshew was, I believe, 19 out of 20 passing three touchdowns. So that was a surprise. And the Washington football team, they yeah. go down 17 nothing early to the Eagles. 27 unanswered, stout defense. Uh, Chase Young, the rookie, was wreaking havoc on Carson Wentz. And uh, they had a good run game going as they come back to beat Philadelphia. That was definitely a surprise. Um, what about this one? Cincinnati Bengals, even though they lost. Yeah. I, Joe you know, Burrow with I, no pregame, no, uh, what do you call those preseason games? Dress rehearsals? No dress rehearsals. No dress rehearsals. You know, I figured he'd be okay. Um, the Charger, they were definitely getting after him. Or he took some hits in this game, but he showed some poise. I don't I don't believe, I think he had, what, one turnover maybe? I think he had one interception. I'm looking at, yeah, one interception. But he ran the ball well, and then he led that late drive down the field. It looked, they were, it looked like they were going to, if not win the game, at least tie the game. And then it looked like he threw the go-ahead touchdown pass to A.J. Green, and they called a a questionable offensive pass interference. And then Randy Bullock uh, missed the the game-tying field goal attempt and I believe hurt his calf along the way. So the LSU magic that uh, Joe Burrow had in uh, Baton Rouge did not travel with him to Cincinnati. So uh, welcome to life as a Bengal, I guess, was the takeaway for him yesterday. But uh, he did look the part, at least in his NFL debut. And we got a controversial offensive pass interference call last night in the Cowboy-Ram game. I did uh, take the, a peek at the replay this yeah, morning. Yeah, what would you think of that? What's weird is like when you watch the replay, it's such in super slow motion. Yeah, I mean. So the the Cowboys were down uh, 2017, three. right? Yeah. Which they ultimately, ultimately ended up losing 20, 20 to 17. But they got within field goal range, but then were called for offensive pass interference. Well, that, that completion, had it stood, would have put them in field goal range. Yes. And with the penalty and the incompletion, then it was like third and 20, and they didn't really have a good chance to get themselves back into to, to position. So, I mean, yeah, on the slow-mo, technically, is there a little bit of a push-off? Yes, but I thought both guys were kind of hand-checking each other a little bit. 
So you don't normally see it called in that spot, and that's the point Mike McCarthy made after the game. But then, of course, Tony Carrenti, the the head ref, went to the pool reporter and said, you know, we stand by the call. It's a foul. You know, we're going to call that in any spot, no matter what it is. So, of course, the refs are going to stand up for their call. Mike McCarthy's not going to be happy about it on his end. Frustrating night for Dallas. They also went for it on a fourth and three early in the fourth quarter. They got two yards, and then the safety for the Rams came flying out of nowhere to take C.D. Lamb down just before the first down. So they had their chances, but uh, just not able to to get over top, and uh, the Rams opened up SoFi Stadium with a victory. Now, if the Giants tonight against the Steelers come out and look like crap and lose, do we flip the format at WFAN just to go to <laughs> politics or something since we're in an election year? Or just, just go like... back to Yankees baseball now that they're actually winning again? <laughs> right. So how about the playoffs? Let's get ready. <laughs> Yanks are the eighth seed, maybe the seven. Uh, let's get excited. Playoff baseball right around the corner. Because the Jets really didn't give us anything that no. shows all they need to do is tweak a few things and we'll be good. So we really need to see something from the Giants yeah. to give I'm... us some hope of the football season here in the New York, New Jersey area in 2020. I am not optimistic. I I mean, I have listened to Ben Roethlisberger talk quite a bit throughout the course of the last few weeks. He he trash-talking? Not trash-talking. He just sounds so refreshed and fired. And, who you know, talk is cheap. I get that. Um, He sounds so refreshed and ready to be back out there after missing basically all of last year. He got hurt in the season opener, had the elbow surgery, the torn ligaments in there. He says his arms never felt as good as it does now, or at least not in a long time. Um, So I understand he's getting up there in age, but um, I just have a feeling he's going to have a big-time year. And the Giants have all kinds of questions and issues, at least on paper here at the start of the season in their secondary. They're banged up there, don't have a lot of depth to begin with. I just have concerns about how the defense is going to hold up tonight against the Steelers. Now, of course, you could go the other way and say maybe Ben's a little rusty. He hasn't worked with some of these younger guys other than Juju Smith-Schuster, but um, I'd be very surprised if the Giants find a way to win this game tonight. And how do you like this wise guy, Jamal Adams, goes out to Seattle and says he's not used to seeing his offense score 38 points. And he also said that he wasn't bored out there because they had him up near the line of scrimmage and he was blitzing and getting after the quarterback. I don't know, man. He's he's had a lot to say since he came into the league. You know, it was fun and refreshing at first because you thought that it was going to turn the Jets around and he was going to help, you know, change the culture, as everyone likes to say. So I'm sure it's one of those things that will die down. I mean, you'll hear it a little bit. They are going to play each other later in the year. After that, he's on the other coast, and and I, to me it's over with. So good luck to him. He's on a good team. He's a great player, but, man, he's got a lot to say. Man, watching that uh, Seahawks-Falcons uh, game on the Red Zone channel, and the turf looked so strange in Atlanta. It was very odd visually every time they went back to the game. I got a, well, they I got had a the vibe they had the sun coming through yesterday. So I think a I dome? that's what you're Yeah, they had the, well there that roof if you recall from the Super Bowl a couple of years ago when the Patriots played that down there. That opens too. That was they they talked pregame about. No, we're going to, you know, we're going to they wanted to show off the fact that they could close it in like 15 minutes. <laughs> and after the fact on the NFL films whatever, you know, the Super Bowl the post Super Bowl thing they do, they had Belichick before the game like grilling the ref about are they going to close the roof is it open because special teams and the kickoff and the win he, he was all over that so I guess yesterday they had it either open or partially open because I did see the sun was shining through and making some interesting shadows out on the field for sure uh, multiple alert listeners uh, hit me up on Twitter Charlie Adler Joe Tram and Chris Lowe telling oh. me that on the broadcast they said the Niners are going to stay in West Virginia 
Oh, there you go. When when they come here to play. So we figured they might have some sort of plan. You know, I did Google real quick 49ers travel plans during the break, and the only thing I had was from early August where it was still up in the air. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. All right. Wow, so if you're in West Virginia, you never get celebrities show up into town. You either get the San Francisco 49ers. You could be looking for Jimmy Garoppolo, hanging out, (laughs) going to restaurants. Maybe they'll have a big uh, gathering at their practices wherever they're held. Maybe not close by, but people on the outskirts trying to – Catch a glimpse, right? Because if you live somewhere where there, like we know, we see celebrities all the time. We work in New York City, so we're used to seeing celebrities. Yes, if I, you I, live in West Virginia, have you ever been to West Virginia? I've not. I guess there's nothing going on. There. Yeah, I don't know. I can't. I, I played in a baseball tournament in Wheeling, West Virginia, when I was in high school. And it, not to knock West Virginia, I, I understand we're going to get, you know, West Virginia Mountaineer people out there, that, you know, the, the college that are ripping yes, on me. But we played in a tournament in West Virginia. It was also, it was like right in the corner where you also had Ohio. I think we went to Cleveland for a day or maybe it wasn't Cleveland, somewhere in Ohio. And then also it's not far from Pittsburgh. So I think we actually stayed in Pennsylvania. We went to see the Pirates play twice, but the tournament was in West Virginia. So it's like tucked right in that, I guess, the northeast corner of the state. And I really can't tell you anything about West Virginia other than that and the fact that uh, Geno Smith went to West West Virginia right. and played for the Mountaineers. That's about it. All right. After on the other side of the break here, did a Roldis Chapman poop his pants? <laughs> a very big story to take us away from football just for a moment. We'll examine that and then more NFL from yesterday. Uh, back with the warm-up program with Alan CeeLo today. Alan Jerry, they suffered for their art. Now it's your turn. All right, 542 Monday morning here on The Fan. It is the warm-up show. CeeLo in for Jerry Recco this morning. Al Dukes, of course, alongside as we're going to get uh, spend a lot of time on the Sunday NFL action on the show this morning, as we already have here on the uh, warm-up. An ugly start for the Jets. Didn't necessarily expect them to win up in Buffalo, but they were non-competitive in the first half. We'll see if the Giants can fare a little bit better coming up tonight at home, Monday Night Football against Ben Roethlisberger and the Steelers, Al. There was a story going around. Now, this weekend, the Yankees did get a much-needed sweep of the scrub Orioles. But there was a story going around on Saturday that Araldus Chapman pooped his pants, <laughs> which is not true. Was it said exactly that way? That's, that was all the clickbait headlines well, that I kept reading. Go. And I was like, okay, so clearly there is some DNA evidence of this. But it appeared that he just really had to go to the bathroom badly. Right. We've all and been in that spot. We've been in that spot. He he got up there to, to pitch, uh, got an out. Then the trainer came out and Aaron Boone came out. And I guess he told them, listen, I, I really have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> but they needed him to get the final two outs. Well, of course. What was he, he expecting them to say? Yeah, no problem. We'll put the game on pause. You can run inside and we'll all wait for you to finish up. I wonder when his stomach started rumbling. like, And he's like, ugh. I really could go to the bathroom now, but then they're going to call me. I need to pitch. I could probably wait this out. And Suboptimal timing. Oh, yeah. Then all of a sudden he's on the mound. By the way, I have a photograph of the bathroom that is right off of the Yankee dugout. because We played softball at the new Yankee Stadium. And you loving pup bathrooms as much yeah. as you do. You had to make sure to... I'm surprised you didn't hang it on the wall in your condo. There. I know. I almost did. But there was <laughs> if there was a Yankee logo in the bathroom, but there wasn't. Really? Wow, I'm surprised. Yeah. 
But maybe I'll, I'll tweet out the photo just to show you where all the Chapman probably ran and went to the bathroom. When you say it's right off the dugout, is it the kind of thing that, like, if Chapman from the mound was peering in, into the dugout down the steps, he could actually see it from no, the No, because it's, like, to the right or to the left okay. when you get Because that would really steps. be enticing for him, I'm sure. It's like, it's so close. Let me just run and get that done, and then I'll, I promise I'll come right back out here. But if I recall correctly, it's one of those things that looks like a prison toilet where it's like that that uh, metal toilet so not the highest quality is what you're saying my guess is that they probably think sometimes guys go in there super angry they gave up a game winning home run they don't want them to smash the toilet and a porcelain right. toilet bowl would probably probably couldn't take a bat bat to it good point so maybe these prison toilet bowls i don't know i would love to have put i, I, I didn't even think of that that would have been something to put in my bathroom when i was redecorating a prison toilet Metallic well, you don't, toilet bowl. You don't strike me as the kind of guy that goes in there with a lot of anger. No, not in my own uh, home. Well, but if then they why gave up you... a two-run home run. Well, for well, you, but for the look. Oh, for the look. Okay. Just, just look. to say, hey, check out my uh, prison-style hey, bathroom. Check, here. Yeah. Yeah. check out my prison bathroom. <laughs> so the Yankees do sweep the Orioles. They'll play tomorrow. They play the Blue Jays. Right. Where are we at with the Blue Jays? Are they any good, or what's their story? Um, we're we got to worry I mean, about the Blue Jays. They're in the mix here. They're uh, the mix. let's Gotta see. They are the Yankees are one back in the loss column, as they say. So uh, the Blue Jays have played one less game. So yeah, they're twenty six and twenty. Yanks are twenty six and twenty one. The Blue Jays they got a good young lineup. They got a lot of good, exciting young hitters. Um, you know, not a lot of marquee names as far as the pitching staff goes. And it's been a weird year for them, obviously, playing their home games in Buffalo as the Yankees and the Mets have both experienced here in the course of the last week or so. But, you know, pending some sort of big collapse here over the last two weeks or so of the season, they should at least find themselves into the playoffs. And uh, right now they're they're second in the East. So the Yanks are in one of those wild card slots, the last two in the AL with the Indians, seeing if they can chase down Toronto. So they took care of business against the Orioles this past weekend, and now they get another shot at the Jays at the stadium beginning tomorrow night. We'll see if they can make up some ground on them. And if we need further proof that the Major League Baseball should shut it down on Sundays during the NFL season, uh, yesterday the Cubs' Alec Mills threw a no-hitter against the Brewers, and... Guess what? You did it while everyone was watching football. I have to be. I ne- I've never heard of Alec Mills before <laughs> in my life, so I don't know if that's just he's a bad no job hitter. by me not watching enough National League baseball. Um, I did read he's 28, so I guess he's been around for a little while, or maybe he was one of these you know minor leaguers that took a while to to come up. Um, pulling and up now he's got a no hitter. How about that? Yeah, I mean he's pitched How a little bit that? over the course of four seasons. I've never heard of him, so good for him. Walked three. Yeah, Which, it happens. Mm, I'm going to say this was not a big deal, no hitter. No. Did it on Sunday. No buzz. Never heard of you. No buzz. So if this is a buzz, no buzz, no buzz situation. No buzz. But it took him nine innings to walk as many as it did for Brad Brock to walk three in the same inning for the Mets yesterday as they uh, lost that game to the Blue Jays. Mm-hmm. So they brought him in and he just uh, talked about Aroldis Chapman doing you know what in his pants. Yeah. Brad Brock, you know, figuratively mm, uh, did that yesterday. One. So not not good for the Mets. And yesterday during the NFL games, we did not see John Harbaugh in a face shield, which he did plan on wearing until he saw Andy Reid's uh, disaster on Thursday night. <laughs> Called where, the audible. <laughs> where Andy Reid had just fog everywhere. And, yeah. 
Seemed to work out pretty well for him, though. Yeah. Imagine if he had a nice, clear visor. Yeah. It was like he was coaching in a, a handicap and still took care of Bill O'Brien. No problem. The Texans Thursday night. So Harbaugh went away from it. And I thought I had heard pregame with the Vikings and the Packers that Mike Zimmer was experiencing with one. Came out to, to kind of figure it all out. Because he's had all those eye issues. He's had surgery yes. in the past. And he ended up just going with the, the mask or the kerchief there. So I wonder if – I thought I had heard – he was talking about using a shield too and opted against it. I could be wrong on that, but um, he didn't go with it, but they lost. So wins for Reed and Harbaugh for the Chiefs and the Ravens, not so much for the Vikings as their defense got absolutely uh, shredded by Aaron Rodgers and company yesterday. Four touchdowns. Four touchdowns. Devontae Adams went off. And they early on, they had a bunch of drives that actually stalled out in the red zone. Then they went for it on a fourth down and got stuffed. And they still hung, what, 43 on them? So it could have been even worse. I was just thinking of Geo the whole time I was watching that game. And I was just seeing Aaron Rodgers (laughs) throwing bombs. Right. And Kirk Cousins being mediocre again, as usual. Yeah. And Aaron Rodgers was complaining that uh, he wanted, you know, wide receivers in the draft. He had no problem yesterday. I think I think all uh, four different dudes caught touchdowns, or at least three. Uh three. Yeah, Adams had two and caught fourteen balls for a buck fifty-six. So he catches. he went after him quite a bit. But yeah, they they had some other guys step up as well, and he was. Uh, he was Aaron Rodgers, 364 and four touchdowns. Yeah, Adams had two. Your boy uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling had one, and Alan Lazard, I know they're looking for big things out of him this year, had one as well. Do you think at any point the defensive coordinator of the Vikings went over to the to his players and was like, who's covering Adams? <laughs> Can somebody get on this guy? I would I would think maybe at some With point. Triple cover. And, and Mike Zimmer's the defensive guy. I'm looking to see who his uh, – He's the defensive guru. Who his uh, – who his offensive defensive coordinator? Oh, he has co. Okay, I see Zimmer coordinators and somebody named Andre Patterson are co-defensive coordinators. No. So see, I would point at the other guy, and be like, oh, yeah, right? He, he exactly. Told me he had Adams covered. He, he was the guy across that way. He had the Adams game plan. Not couldn't me. get on the not same on page me. with their coverage of Devonte yesterday. Not on me. This no. one's not on me. <laughs> There's. I'm not much of a, a reader. I don't like to read books. Me, either, but I do Al. like the idea of a good book. Uh, there's a new book coming out that says Tim Tebow, his ego is out of control, and it led to his Broncos demise. I might be interested in that. I like Tebow, anything. he blows. <laughs> I like anything that knocks somebody down a peg. Right. Now, but I would agree it'd, it'd be an interesting read just to find out more about it, but are you really surprised to hear that after no. the fact? No, right? I feel like we've been waiting for somebody to – to knock Tim Tebow down a peg after all that we've known about him over the years, right? Yeah. It seems first, too good to be true. The first, uh, the, the Tampa Super Bowl, that was uh, Steelers-Cardinals many years ago. Yes. I only I knew T- Tim Tebow was a uh, Florida Gator quarterback. I had no idea he was like this guy who was super clean, doesn't touch women, that sort of thing. And we, we went to some sort of uh, playboy party. We got. We were able to get into somehow, and and Tim Tebow, he was, he had a lot of gals hanging around him. I'm sure he did. And I thought this look, this guy's a player, and I was don't, <laughs> and I was don't hate to play, I hate the game, so I wasn't upset with him. But then I come to find out a couple years later that this guy's like, oh no, he's, he's a virgin. He's this. I'm like that guy I saw at the party with all the Playboy models. <laughs> Feels Hunt, like a bye Hunt, when we Hunt, play Tebow. Tebow, he blows. Hunt, Hunt, you know Hunt, it feels Hunt, just like a bye when we Hunt, play Tebow. Tebow, he Hunt, blows.
You know it feels just like a bye when we play T-Bone. That's a lot of puns. Do you think Adam Gase will survive the season? I do. Really? He survived last season, and they were, what, 1-6 or 0-7? Oh <laughs> I don't even I. Uh, so you think when the NFL season ends, he will still he, he will coach Week 17? I, I do. I, I'm not saying he's worthy of that, but it's, it's the Jets, man. They, All right. They All right. just... Uh, All right, you hold on to that thought, because if we don't break now, oh, we'll we have never to break get now? the boomerang okay. geo. Hard-hitting analysis for me there. First, Amy Lawrence explains how one quarterback gave his franchise a reason for hope. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. All right, the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry will return tomorrow morning. CeeLo in for Jerry this morning here in the warm-up show with Al Boomer and Geo in just a couple of minutes here. We've got uh, just a little bit of time left, Al. What do you got? Though not a huge hockey fan by any means, I'm disappointed in the, the Islanders going down 3-1 so far. Yeah, especially the way they played in uh, Game 3 the other night where they rallied late and you know showed some, some uh, fisticuffs a little bit there. Matt yeah. Martin mixing it up late, and they kind of laid a dud yesterday a little bit, yeah. A little bit. It kind of bummed me out. But we got big Giants football tonight, 7-10 or 7-15, somewhere in there. (laughs) Giants, Steelers. I need to see 27 points or more from the Giants tonight in order for me to be satisfied if I'm a Giants fan. Oh, satisfied. Yeah. It's finally here.